Salam guys, I'm Mohsin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Looking for a different approach to money? Meet Gatehouse Bank a Sharia-compliant UK bank built for the modern world. We help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home, provide buy-to-let funding for landlords, and offer award-winning savings accounts. Wherever you're going, get there a different way. Get there with Gatehouse. To find out more, visit gatehousebank.com. Before we dive in, I'd just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, PensionBee. They have helped over 70,000 customers be pension confident by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. They also have a great Shure compliant pension option as well, which is why we personally really like them. And you can check out a review of their offering on the Shure side on our website. For those of you who are attending this for the first time, just a quick recap on what the uh, these tafsir sessions are all about. They're 20-minute sessions that we meander through the Qur'an and we focus in on those ayat that talk specifically about things to do with personal finance, money, investment, careers, debt, charity, all of the kind of topics that you know we regularly talk about at Islamic Finance Guru. And the thinking here is that it's important for us to just renew our intentions and purify our hearts every week, given the kind of stuff that, you know, we talk about when it you know comes to mu'amalat is stuff that can wear the iman out rather quickly if it's not renewed regularly. And where we're at today is we are in early Imran and we're at verse 190. And inshallah, the session for today is going to be quite a reflective one about a reflection at heart and thinking about the world around us and how that points towards the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Qur'an, uh, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Qur'an, Indeed, in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alteration of the day and the night, there are signs for people 
of reason. They are those who remember Allah while standing, sitting and lying on their sides and reflect on the creation of the heavens and the earth and pray, Our Lord, you have not created all of this without purpose. Glory be to you. Protect us from the torment of the fire. So these are a couple of verses from Surah Al-Imran, very, very famous verses. And I wanted to just really make the broad, simple observation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is asking us to reflect on the world around us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alteration of the day and the night, there are signs for those who actually think about this stuff. There are signs for those who reflect, who reason. The li'ulil albab, the people of lub, the brainy people, the people of reason who think about things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that if we just look around, if we just open our eyes, we'll see his signs. Then he goes further and he actually specifies that these people are not just, you know, randomly thinking about Allah. They're thinking about, about Allah all of the time while standing, while sitting, whilst lying on their side. They're reflecting on the creation of the heavens and the earth. That's re leading them to say something. That's leading them to an action. And that's leading them to the conclusion where they say with their tongues, Rabbana ma khalaqta Or our Lord, you have not created all of this without purpose. Subhanak. Glory be to you. Faqina adab nar Protect us from the torment of the fire. So it's leading them from an observation of the world around them to a deliberation that there is an Allah, there is a God. And then specifically after that, they conclude this Lord needs to be glorified. He is much, much greater than us. We have our position and he has his position. And it is befitting his role and it is befitting us and our creation that we glorify him. And then they ask for refuge from the hellfire. So it's a very specific flow that these people go through. And I guess, you know, many of the times when we think about the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the verses is how we often translate it. But an ayah is actually a sign, especially when you look at it from in the Arabic language, an ayah is, is a sign. And you can have ayat from the nusus, from the scripture, from the Quran and the sunnah, but then you can have ayat kauniyah, uh, uh, ayat of the universe all around us you've got the sacred you've got the nusus and then you've got the profane which is the secular but what we often misunderstand is that it is all a sign all of these things are a sign and this is where the topic of the talk comes from the refrigerator in your kitchen is as much a sign and points to the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the sun in the sky, if only we thought about it deeply. Because everything around us screams out to us that there is a God, there is an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there is something that's worthy of being worshipped. And like, let's just kind of break that down and really think about it. You know, let's really focus in on the fridge. I mean, I didn't know how a fridge worked until this morning when I was thinking about the tafsir and you know, I googled uh, how does a fridge work as you do and I watched a video about how, how a fridge works and the thing is most of us won't know how a fridge works even though we use it uh, multiple times every single day of our lives. We don't know where the components come from, we don't know the science behind it, we don't know the people who invented it 
and yet this thing is such an important integral part of our lives and what this ignorance means is we don't fully appreciate the deep beauty um, that that comes from the answer to all of these questions the way this works isn't something that's you know just randomly come about the way this works and the way that we have created the fridges of today has been built incrementally over centuries and centuries of science and innovation and accidents and experiments and each of those ideas when they come to people the innovation and the aha moments that inventors have where do those aha moments come from if not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq alladhi khalaqa al-insana min 'alaq iqra wa rabbuka al-akram alladhi 'allama bil-qalam 'allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam he is the one who taught insan that which he did not know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one he is the all knowing he is the one who has the keys of everything of all knowledge and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one who actually causes these inspirations and these step changes in human civilization to come about and if we thought about it that's the conclusion that we would come to and we would realize that you know if you just look out wherever you are right now just around you you just look at both the nature around you but also the human made stuff that is such a complicated creation that you see in front of you that has had the synchronous um invisible alignment of thousands if not tens of thousands if not millions of people in order to bring that about you know that fridge it will have in, involved the uh, mining of various different uh, minerals from the ground all over the world and those would have made their way via large fact of large wholesalers down the chain to smaller and smaller suppliers ultimately to you know the creation of a fridge to then being shipped out you can imagine at each touch point there's so much technology there's so much incremental stuff that humans have achieved by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over this time at each step there is an ayah at each step everywhere around us there are ayat of the that scream out the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's like the matrix where you know when neo he looks around him and all he can see is just lines of code and he is one with this matrix that is all just code that's actually our life that's actually the world that we live in but instead of code there are ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everywhere around us screaming out that he exists and it's in the absence of these things that we realize their worth if i nudge us all back to the start of the first lockdown when you had those food shortages and the shortages of toilet roll of all things and all of that stuff that was going on at the time that made us realize in a very small way what a delicate balance it is that this world strikes in order to make everything go round you know look at india right now with the oxygen situation that is going on there all it takes is a few more hundred people a few more thousand people to get ill and suddenly the entire health system collapses and when the entire health system collapses lots of other ancillary systems start collapsing with it so this deep complexity that is around us um both natural and human made are both pointing towards the creation and the creator who made that come about as well and really the other two things that i wanted to think about were this whole notion of reflection 
You know, reflection is at the heart of Islam. Reflection, you know, if you read through the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says so many times that, you know, inna fi dhalika la'ayatil li'ulil albab or la'ayatil for the people who do tadabbur, uh, for the people who uh, are the people who see or the people who hear or the people who know or for the people who are Muslims or true believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is, he is saying that these are all little arguments, little proofs that I've put forward for you to reflect on and realize that I exist and I need to be worshipped. And reflection is the way that we get to that point. The Prophet ﷺ, even before he was a prophet, he used to retreat to the Ghar of Hira and he used to reflect sometimes for many days at end, if not months. You know, he would go for a month sometimes to reflect in this cave when you just take supplies and you would sit there and you would think and you would reflect on the world and you would reflect upon the creation and you would try and commune with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what I found fascinating, and obviously these verses are talking about the reflection aspect, but what I found fascinating was, okay, right, fine, you're reflecting, now, now what? What comes next practically? Because you know, you can't just keep on reflecting. There is, of course, more to it than just pure reflection. So what else is there? What's the next step? And the next step, you know, if you just look at the ordering of the revelation uh, that the Quran had, the first was, of course, Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, Surah Alaq uh, was revealed. And in it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the pen and teaching by the pen. And he is pointing to how he created us that's all, you know, well and good, you know, there's that education component to it. But then the next two verses or the next two surahs that were revealed were, ya iyuha, uh, were Surah Muzammil and Surah Muddathir in the Quran. And these are surahs in the 29th juz of the Quran. And if you read them, then you realize that actually the next two steps were two critical things. So the first step was just reading and education that we got from Surah Alaq. And the second step was that you need to continue reflecting and then you need to continue reflecting in a way that is going to connect you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a really deep and spiritual way. He says, illa Oh, you who wrapped, are wrapped in clothes, stand all night in prayer except a little. illa Pray half the night or a little less. Or a little more and recite the Qur'an properly in a measured way. For we will send upon you a weighty revelation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he goes on, he says, Indeed, worship in the night is more impactful and suitable for recitation. And for during the day you are over-occupied with worldly duty. Uh, always remember the name of your Lord and devote yourself to him wholeheartedly. He is the Lord of the East and the West. There is no God worthy of worship, worship except him. So take him alone as a trustee of affairs. And the surah goes on. So the second thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches Prophet is continue with your reflections. The reflections are the things that got you here. You know, that's where the Quran was revealed for the first time during this holy month of Ramadan in the cave of Hira. And the first thing I taught you was education. But now you need to continue with that reflection and that devotion to me and that connection with me. And for Prophet ﷺ, of course, you know, the Hajjud was uh, something that was 
that some of the many scholars say is compulsory for Prophet and obviously we it wasn't compulsory for us, but for Prophet because of the nature of his duty it was so important. And then the final thing that was revealed in the early days was Surah Mudathir. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, Okay, now you've got the education, you've got that spiritual iman aspect to you as well, you're grounded. Now I want you to do practical things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya yuhal mudathir, or you covered up in your clothes. Qum fa'anthir, arise and warn all. Wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, revere your Lord alone. Wa thiyabaka fa'tahir, purify your garments. Wa rujza fahjur, continue to shun idols. Wa la tamnun tathakthir, and do not do a favor expecting more in return. Wa li rabbika fasbir. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now he's moving into the societal matters, you know, where you're giving da'wah, you're warning other people, uh, you're worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're cleaning your garments. These are important aspects of, you know, personal, um, you know, character. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, you know, shun idols, uh, shun them. And then he says, do not do a favor expecting more in return. So now you're talking about interpersonal relationships and, and doing those in the right way and doing them in a selfless way as possible. This is what I found fascinating, which was how you've got this three-step process where you've got uh, reflection that kicks everything off. Then you have, uh, and that leads to the first step, which is reading and education. And the second step is continue that spirituality, continue that reflection. And then the third step is now you actually go out there and do practical stuff. Give that work, go out there, do community activities, have those interpersonal relationships. And by the way, mu'amalat and transactional stuff is all part of that. Do that in the proper way. And all of this now links back together. Um, so you continue doing this on an ongoing basis. You have that reflection, you have that practical stuff and you continue gaining the education as well. That's it for me today. I thought it would be nice to just reflect on reflection itself. And I guess my challenge to you all and to myself is let's really open our eyes and our ears and all of our senses to be willing and alert acceptors of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all around us, um, for they truly are everywhere to be seen if only we opened our eyes to see them. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.